I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, welcome to Good Job, where we interview some inspiring people from the music industry and look at their journey from their very worst job to present day. I am the worst. Oh, yeah. I am horrible. I am a perfectionist and I'm horrible in so many ways. <laughs> and it's uh, both a great feat but also probably my worst enemy. Today we are chatting to the wonderful Mr. Rasmus Anderson. He is a singer, a producer, a writer, and lead singer of the iconic band Diamond Head. Yes, that is right. That is the band that inspired Metallica and Megadeth. And we have a little chat about his journey, what it's like to be in such an iconic band, and I learn a little bit about how to sing metal. We always start with the same question. What was your worst job? Oh, God, I think waitressing was always a horrible job. But, you know, it's, it's part of the service industry. Mm. People tend to not care much about people who serve their food. Did you have to do a lot of that when you started? Yeah, you know, you got to make... Uh, ends meet it's not always easy you know there's so many people out there already doing music and trying to find the right way and and get a path it takes a bit of time you know yeah. unless you're lucky and you're you're danish aren't you correct when did you move to london 2005 i was to do a degree in okay. uh, in music so in in vocals and performance because mm-hmm. they didn't have a degree in denmark that was suitable sort of for what i wanted right it was very academic a lot of what was there now of course there's cvt there now which would have been great back in the day when i started studying mm-hmm. but moved over here in 2005 and studied in Thames Valley University in Ealing. I guess at that point you had no idea that you'd be doing jobs like this. Nope. How did you get into music, like right back at the start? So I think, I mean, I started rather late. I started Mm -hmm. in high school, so I think I was around 16 or 17 years old. Mm -hmm. And we we had to have music as a compulsory thing, and then you could advance to more advanced music, and I decided, well, I'll just try this. And uh, it was when I was, uh, it sort of came around from uh, driving down with my parents to the south of France and they flicked Queen, uh, Greatest Hits On. And uh, yeah, of so- course. something just happened. I don't know what it was. But... It was the same, my dad playing Queen. Mm. Yeah. Awesome. I mean, it's Freddie Mercury, so you can't go wrong. Mm-hmm. But something just happened. My voice just all of a sudden jumped out of me and I sang for 10 hours straight all the way down to, to France. And uh, then I thought, huh. This is something. I, I might try this. And then it just yeah. progressed from there. So do you feel like you were quite a natural singer then, once no, you found it? No. Not at all. Interesting. I, I mean, I think I think the one thing I had, I had a, I've always had power. I've always been loud. Mm-hmm. And I've never cared about what other people think about if I'm loud. Okay. Uh, I used to play handball at a quite high level in Denmark as a goalie. And, you know, to make your voice heard, like, so far down the other end, you have to have a lot of projection and power so that came sort of natural for me yeah um but in terms of techniques pitch and everything you know i still think sometimes i sound rubbish these days you know i think we all do though we're quite you know you can be mean to yourself i mean yes i am the worst i am horrible i am a perfectionist and i'm horrible in so many ways (laughs) 
and it's uh, both a great feat, but also probably my worst enemy or worst yeah. feature is that how hard I am on myself. So yeah. sometimes we need to learn to give ourselves a little bit of a break. You know? Of course. But we also, that's what drives us to get better. Yes, yeah. of course. Because mm. honestly, I don't know your vocals to begin with, of course, but it sounds great. I, I will tip my hat to myself and say I've, I've come a long way. I mean, I remember the first time I had to hit a high A. It was one of the first songs I ever performed live, and it was Stevie Wonder, Don't You Worry About a Thing. And I had to I had to do the lead and hit the, the top A as a tenor. Mm-hmm. And my face was redder than a strawberry. Like, I was about <laughs> to explode and pass out for, for the string because I didn't know how to to function properly in proje- uh, producing that note. Yeah. So I remember the, the challenges of my first top notes, and I remember my challenges at uni as well. Mm-hmm. And if I go back to uni and think how I was back then. I wasn't actually a very good singer. I thought I was, but I wasn't actually that good. But that's what happens over time and practice. And practice, yeah. yeah. Practice is the key. I'm always exploring new sounds, textures. You know, how can I use the tools I have to generate new tools and different things? And, and that's worked out really well. Yeah, and especially in the style of music that you're singing in now. Yeah. But you have you don't just do metal, do you? Or you produce other things? No, no, I do. I do everything. I mean, when it comes to singing, I, I do anything from, from jazz and all that Great. stuff. I love to do jazz. I mean, I've, I've sung in a big band, and uh, that, that was fantastic, doing all the, mm. the jazz standards, Sinatra, uh, all of the stuff. And uh, pop, funk, everything, really. But, yeah. I mean, rock and metal is where it's more at home for me. I, yeah. I like I like to feel like I'm sweating. I want to work out. I want to know that I'm producing some effort here. Yeah. You know, I, I strive to make my blood go, give me oxygen, <laughs> stop holding this note. Yeah. You know, that, that's what I like. That's a high for me. So tell me about when you first became part of Diamond Head. How did that happen? And how did that feel joining such an established band? So it happened in 2014. And it happened through uh, a friend of mine at uni who was then playing in a sort of a side covers band with the bass player that was in Diamond Head at that time mm-hmm. and um, their second singer uh, Nick had moved to Australia and it became just very difficult for the band to function as a band should so they amicably decided to look elsewhere for someone who was more in the area of the UK basically or on the same continent and um, my friend Sue uh, who's actually now in uh, Saving Grace a band with Robert Plant she said give this guy a call he can sing anything. Thank you, Sue. That's an exaggeration. I think I can, <laughs> I can sing a lot of stuff, but I, I can't do other stuff I'd like to get into. But that's practice again. Yeah. They sent a track down and uh, I recorded my voice onto it. It was mm-hmm. just a live track from one of their songs and uh, sent it back and they loved it and said, come up for an audition. And that was it. You know, the next thing is history. As to how I felt about it, like a lot of people out there, I didn't actually know who Diamond Head were. Mm-hmm. Even though they have such a, an important legendary status, I mm-hmm. just didn't know. You know, I knew about Metallica, but I'd actually never heard Am I Evil through them and the whole Garage Inc. album was sort of, I skipped that for some reason. Mm-hmm. So for me, it was just, well, here's a band. This is great music. And, you know, now we've done two albums, one coming out in less than three weeks, which is exciting. Yeah, and you've been writing for them as well. Yeah, none of the other guys really write lyrics, so I wrote all the lyrics and, and melodies, etc., for the last record and also this one. But this next record, I've had a lot more hands-on in, in shaping the whole thing because mm-hmm. I've both produced it and, and mixed the whole thing. When you realised the legacy of Diamond mm-hmm. Head, were you shocked by it? Not shocked. I just, there was some pressure because you're mm-hmm. stepping into some big shoes. Of course. It, and it, it, but honestly, I think that actually helped me 
in getting into the band and the songs more because I realized how important it was that meant I had to do the songs a lot of, of justice and the yes. music and the legacy justice. And that really helped in not only for me to get to know what makes the band great so I could translate that into now, yeah. but also just when we were out touring and all that stuff. You can't really mess around with the songs because it's someone's childhood yeah. or teenage years. It's like music is like a time machine when it comes mm -hmm. to, with that massive age of legacy if someone's singing along you can't mess up the lyrics you can't mess up the <laughs> phrasing because they will know every inch of how those songs go yeah and it's your job to make sure that they get that experience and you take them back on that time machine mm -hmm. so it was very important that i knew that right and i think that was both the, the the pressure but also a very healthy thing for me to become as good as i could be with diamond head so i guess that's helped you vocally as well sort of i mean i I don't sound like Nick, and I don't sound like Sean. That's always a taste thing anyways. Mm -hmm. I never tried to sound like them, but I tried to add small elements of some of their phrasings, some of the stuff that they would do. Yeah. Just to, again, add more to the, the to justify the, the legacy and the music. Do you do that now with the new stuff, or are you completely new with that? Mm, I'd say I've found more of myself in, in this new album coming out. The last album was a stepping stone to sort of figure out, even mm. if it worked with me as a new singer, with us writing, are the fans going to like it? Is the press going to like it? Mm. We don't know. So it has helped. And I bring in a little bit, but on in certain notes, there's certain sort of tendencies within the diamond head sound because yeah. there is a blueprint to what diamond head sound like and that includes lyrics and how the vocals are mm -hmm. it sort of has to fit down the same path but we are sort of amicably calling this diamond head 2.0 because it's a slightly different lineup i think there was a guy in the press who made a really cool comment so far who said this is diamond head before the 21st century mm -hmm. and that's cool but it's going to be up to the fans at the end of the day uh, if they like it I can yeah. only do what I do, and you know, so far we have a couple music videos up, and uh, it's been uh, very, very positive. I think there's always doubts. I think uh, one of the best advices that I could give to anyone is sometimes just say yes, even though if you don't know what you're getting involved in, because you never know what's going to happen. And I've got a funny story to tell you about this exact. Go on then. Thing. Well, but it was still back in the day, actually, just before I joined Diamond Head. There were some talks about it, and uh, mm -hmm. it was about doing a tour in the US back in 2012 or 2013. And I was uh, still doing part time work there just to uh, make things go around. Mm -hmm. And uh, a friend of mine called me as I was uh, managing this event in this uh, posh club. And uh, it was about one in the morning, you know, there's a party going on and we're sort of clearing up. But he called me and said, mate, I've got, uh, I'm on tour with this band. We're supporting this band from the US that on tour over here. We've just done a gig with them and their singer has literally just had a, uh, mm -hmm. what what'd you call it? A, a diva fit, let's call it that. And just walked <laughs> oh out on the tour. So um, they asked, can you step in? And I'd I didn't even ask what the band was. I thought, yeah, you know what? Yeah, I'll do it. I've got, I've got work tomorrow, but then I'll come into the venue. I woke up the next day, decided to just look at what I got myself involved in. And I kind of went, oh, this is going to be difficult. Not only do I have to try and learn about 40 minutes of music in two hours. Also, this is technically stupidly difficult. Some of the, it was proper power metal, so all okay. of this really and all this demanding stuff. Mm -hmm. It did not go very well, but I, I didn't really care because it's like, well, they're not paying me. I'm doing this as a freebie to my friend's band to just help them out, see if they can carry on with their tour. Mm -hmm. but, uh, yeah, this was a band called White Wizards. It's very demanding stuff yeah. in terms of vocal range and agility. Yeah, is there loads of distortion-y things in that as well? 
There's not as much distortion, but it's it's basically you've got to think Iron Maiden. Oh, uh, okay. So very theatrical 80s sort of stuff. Sort of. It's got that wide vibrato and all yeah. that, but all in that top head voice. And a little bit of distortion, as far as I remember. A lot of sections, a lot of solos. A lot mm-hmm. of complexity. It's not your standard, well, verse, bridge, chorus, verse, bridge, chorus, out. Mm-hmm. It, there was a lot of roadmaps that I could not follow. And uh, yeah, I, I had a, like an iPad with lyrics and tried to work around it. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. How do you find switching between different vocal styles then? If you are, especially if you're doing a lot of this metal stuff and then you have to switch to, as you say, jazz. Do you find that difficult or now that you're used to your instrument, you're kind of fine with it? I actually, when, when I studied at uni, we had a semester of jazz. Okay. I actually found doing that semester of jazz and also advanced jazz harmony, it helped my ears, mm-hmm. but it actually really removed a lot of my natural chest quality voice i oh, couldn't remember how to activate it so because i'd sing all like this and all this kind of jazzy jazz yeah and all this stuff <laughs> it, it sort of took away that superpower actually and uh it wasn't until i tried to re-record a rock song for a different module after that that is like, well, what's going on where is my voice what all of a sudden mm. it just had to sort of burst out again and yeah. to sort of remember what it's like to actually sing in that style now it's not so much a problem and I actually find, I mean sometimes I still do uh, like covers bands and stuff like that you know it helps mm-hmm. make extra money and it's a bit fun mm-hmm. but I actually find that I can easily do two hours non-stop of metal singing but then change to uh, 60 minute sets of, of various genres is actually more difficult but does again, it tire you out? It doesn't tire me out really, but I definitely feel like I've done more. And I think it's more because if you're trying to switch between the different kind of stylistic things there are, and again, it depends how you sing. You know, you could always compensate mm-hmm. just and just make it easy and not do it true. Living on a prayer, Bon Jovi. Yeah. You could just avoid trying to hit those high notes at the end or the key change. But where's the fun in that? Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. You want to try and hit the E flats. You want to try and hit the Fs. Yeah, yeah of course. It's silly, but you, you want to do it because you're pushing yourself. Well, I have to say, when I saw your class at Ultimate Artists, mm. and you were belting these high notes, and I'm a soprano, and I was like, gosh, this is hard. How did you get there? Well, the thing is, I think... The relevant, this is something I try to talk a lot about with people, especially mm. when I do vocal coaching, is people don't talk enough about the energy of a note. People are talking about pitch, and yep. that's just it. You're trying to find a pitch, but you're not talking enough about how much energy you put into each of those pitches. Mm-hmm. That's, I think, where you need to start 
to get up to this. I mean, we'll, we can talk about the belting and those higher notes. Yeah. Because obviously, uh, in in vocal technique, you have your chest range, you got yeah. your mix or head yeah. voice. You know, those are the, the sort of ranges you work in. Mm -hmm. we'll, we'll just choose a pitch. Mm -hmm. So if it's a yeah, that's that's one sound, right? So yeah. that's got a certain energy, but you can add more power to that note. Yeah. You know? So if I go up and go yeah. Now we're starting. That's so resonant. Yeah, that's a whole other thing we can talk about. <laughs> but there is a way, similar to in your chest range, when you go into your your mix. Yeah. Uh, if everyone here watching this knows what a vocal mix is, so mm -hmm. it's when you you're blending your chest range and your head voice range. So that's what people in metal and stuff do a lot. Yes. Like, ah! Yeah. You know. So when you get to that point, you can easily sort of switch into that. But if you want to add more energy to it, yeah. then you have to change a little bit of the perception. So the same thing we know with vowels, yeah. is the higher you go, they turn into the same sort of vowel shape. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you try and sing a certain very clear dictated vowel in the top pitch, mm -hmm. you're going to either, you're going to falter, the note's not going to sound right, you're going to strain, basically. Mm -hmm. But if you know how to shape your vowels right, if you know how to use your mix right, then you can create similar energy mm -hmm. in the chest notes, but in a mix notes. Yes. So you could say, ah! but mm -hmm. ah! yeah, that has energy for sure. Way more energy. Yeah, and especially for metal, you need that. Because in yeah. other genres, you can kind of sit back and have that slightly, I don't want to say dull sound, but it's a less... There's just not as much energy. Yeah. And you forget in other music, you might be in jazz, you don't need to do it. No, because of it's course. all relaxed and chill out. But when you're in a metal rock band, you're fighting with a massive drum kit and a big hard hitting drummer, mm -hmm. and probably two guitar two guitars that's massively distorted or extended ranges and scales and a yeah. bass, you know, and they all have amplification. So you need to find ways to introduce more energy into all your notes. One of the main traits of metal is the distortions. My background is musical theatre. There's no distortions, no. of course, yeah. unless like there's the odd like growl and yeah. something. But in, in a kind of like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So for me, it's so out of my comfort zone in terms of doing it healthily. Mm. How would you go about that? So, you, like you asked me before we started the discussion, mm. if uh, CVT was my background, and mm. uh, it's not my background, but I think CVT has really bridged that controversial subject a lot into mm -hmm. more popular use and, and mainstream because of how they've approached it with the science and the mm -hmm. research. And that's fantastic. Yeah. So CVT basically explains it in a very simple way. You have to compress the sound and you do that by narrowing the space yeah. to which the sound can resonate it out. Yeah. Once you actually start to understand these kind of concepts, you almost find there are many different ways you can compress sound to create mm -hmm. different tones. So um, to everyone who doesn't know what an epiglottis tongue is, but mm -hmm. it is the, the sort of tongue-shaped thing that colors your windpipe whenever you eat or drink anything so you don't get the stuff in your lungs. Mm -hmm. And by using that little piece or that little tongue, you can either uh, narrow the space. Yeah which is where you get sort of that extra energy and they refer to it as belting as well. Yeah. Or you can actually do the opposite, which is what uh, death metal and these kind of more growly people mm -hmm. do, which is more advanced, where you actually focus it and make a bigger space. Yeah. So with distortion, like we talked about energy, it demands a lot of that physical power. Yeah. So what you want to do is try and figure out exponential gradually how much energy can you put into each note the higher up in your chest range. If I'm just going, yeah! It's pretty, it's yeah. there, yeah? Yeah. Yeah! 
You can feel I'm, I'm shaking. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm physically shaking. So besides yeah. having to add that extra energy to it, I also just tip that glottis tongue back. Yeah. And you can do various exercises to get to that. Yeah, because how do you feel that? You want to try more of those witchy sounds. And what you'll find is once you start to add that, even just without adding the extra energy, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. It, it just adds more of that gravel and touch because it becomes that compressed. Sometimes you have a bit of saliva there and that adds a little bit more growl mm-hmm. and, and that kind of tonal texture to it. But it's completely up to people to, to mess about, have some fun and, and do some of these sounds yeah. because that's what's going to teach you most out of everything. Just make sounds and experiment. Yeah, great. All right. Well, thank you so much. Pleasure, this Beth. Is it. It's been a pleasure. Good job. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.